Good morning, everybody. Lee Brower here, and welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am so grateful to be here, and I am so glad to be here. Thank you to everyone that supported us and was rooting for us and praying for us on last week's Rim to Rim in the Grand Canyon. What an amazing event. First, I have to say thank you to our team, to Dave and Lori, for their support handling the logistics, especially Dave and all the work he's done for the last eight and nine months to make sure this happens successfully. And then to the six hikers that sacrificed their time and energy and training that make it sure that this was a successful trip. To each one of you, to Brian, to Dan, to Tracy, to Jeff, to Scott, to Tom, thank you very much. Last week we talked about having courage to be kind. Brian showed that on our most recent trip. On the last section of the trip, we wouldn't have known about it because he was ahead of us all and he saw somebody really struggling getting up the mountain and he didn't have any hiking sticks, which are extremely important. Those poles are extremely important to get navigating to go up steep hills and to protect your legs. And this young man was going to go up, spent, sleep a little bit and turn around and go back. And Brian looked at him and said, here, take my poles, courage and kindness, take my poles. When they got to the top, he'd had time to go get a little pizza and he's sitting with Lori and the hiker comes up and comes over to give him the poles back. He said, no, you need them more than I do. You're planning on going back down tomorrow morning. You just keep them. He says, well, can I send them to you? No, it's more important than you have. And by the way, would you like a piece of pizza? And the guy said, I would die for pizza. Brian said it was almost tougher to give him the pizza than it was to give him the poles. But... That just shows you kindness and courage. Now look at our most recent presidential elections. I can't help not say something about this. When you really think about what that was, when you really think that what was happening was, what was on display was an uncensored spectacle of contempt. It was an outpouring of incivility that predates the current administration and surely will outlive it if nothing changes in the hearts of the Americans now. Contempt has poisoned public discourse. And Americans should view last Tuesday's debate as a symptom of the disease, though, rather than the cause. Let me give you some perspective. John Kennedy and Richard Nixon, in debate. Opening, opening comments. Kennedy says, we can no longer afford to be second best. I want people all over the world to look to the United States again, to feel that we're on the move, to feel that our high noon is in the future. Nixon responds a few minutes later with, the things that Senator Kennedy has said, many of us can agree with, and went on to debate points and issues so that we, the voters, could make a decision. You know, there's been studies, been done, numerous studies that say, really, that the silent majority, that the parties are not that far apart, that we can get along and we can make decisions and we can find solutions as long as we can keep the donkeys and the elephants out of the discussion. A study that was done by uh, well, the coolest study of all, I'm just looking at these different studies, the coolest study of all was one that came out of University of Colorado and one out of California, Santa Barbara. It found that party affiliation is more important than the merits of an argument for or against a position. The study noted how former President Barack Obama said he could quote a Republican policy verbatim from the party's platform and immediately find opposition from 80 to 90% of Republicans simply because I said it. 
But Tuesday's debate was far more of a red team versus blue team pep rally than a president presentation of ideas that could be carefully evaluated by us, the voters. And let us be clear, it is, you know, that that was a symptom, it's not the cause. But neither candidate should be excused for their conduct. They remain accountable for their actions on the stage, and one can imagine a more productive evening had either candidate showed humility, leadership, tolerance, and gratitude. So how do we change this? It starts with us, the silent majority. It starts with each one of us as citizens. We stop responding to fear-mongering emails asking for donations. We stop making contempt-filled posts on social media. We stop feeling compelled to respond to the contempt-filled posts of others. We stop attacking those with whom we disagree. We stop making excuses when your friends, elected officials, or people you support do inexcusable things. We stop trolling. We de if no, and if we decide to reject what has become accepted behavior, we will eventually eliminate all that wasn't at last Tuesday's debate. So how do we get from here to there? Perhaps the only way is for each of us as individuals of this vast silent middle to reject the shouts, the insults, the childish behavior by politicians one step at a time. We must become politically involved. We can no longer ignore it. We're only one, but we are one. We are one, and we can't let the things that we can't do stop us from doing the things that we can do. We need to denounce politics as entertainment and focus on issues and solutions. You know, if most people in America really want this, some politician somewhere will discover that the path to power runs right through them. It only takes a moment of conviction to stand up to hate, contempt, but the consequences will ring up for years. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful week. It takes courage. But let's have that courage. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.